So Psalms chapter 59, and uh, we're going to read from verses 14 down through to 17. And it reads this, it says, And at evening they return, they growl like a dog, and go around all the city. They wander up and down for food, and howl if they are not satisfied. I want to preach a message this morning entitled, Who Let the Dogs Out? Out of Psalms 59, because the following verse tells us, that while the barking of the dogs are going on, it tells us in verse 16, but I will sing of your power. Yes, I will sing aloud of your mercy in the morning, for you have been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. To you, O my strength, I will sing praises, for God is my defense, my God of mercy. Let's pray. God, I'm asking that you take these words, Lord God, and that you pierce into our hearts, into our, the bones of our lives. Lord God, may may permeate our being lord god that we may be changed lord god from this day forward be transform us lord god through your word in jesus name we pray all god's people said amen, amen. so i'm preaching a message called who let the dogs out i remember remember that song who let the dogs out and i want to preach from that thought this morning and number one let's consider don't lose your composure pray don't lose your composure pray this title of the psalm, if you have your Bible, you look at the title of the psalm, you, you find that it's this actual psalm acquaints us, particularly with the occasion of when it was written. It was when Saul sent his guards or his army to go and find David at his house, to go and seize him, to go and capture him, and even kill him. So this psalm was written around this area, and around this time, the psalm uh, was written there's this hostility now between David and Saul had just begun this hostility is just it's something new at this particular junction now David he he flees from Saul he's just escaped narrowly the javelins that have been thrown to him so David flees escapes Saul sends a hunting party and tries to go and find David you find the story in first uh, Samuel chapter 19 verse 11 and this story shows us detail into what's happening in David's life. And so here it is, David flees and Saul's son, who is Jonathan, who is a best friend to David, is giving David some inside information about his dad, Saul. He's like, hey, listen, you know what? My dad is a bit angry today. He's ready to kill you. You better stay in the cave. You better stay hidden. And the reason why I shared that story, because this psalm is actually taking place right here in this story. And I want you to notice that not once did Saul try and put David in disorder. He could not put David in disorder. David kept his composure. And the only way David kept his composure was because he kept communion with God. I want you to understand this this morning because listen, whenever you get in life situation and it's begin to be hostile, you're going to have to learn to pray. Amen. You're going to have to learn to get in God's presence. You're going to have to learn to open up the that line and communicate with your God. Because here it is. If you're going to keep your composure through life's difficulties and life's trials, it comes through communion with God. Such a composure of mind that David was never out of frame when it came to prayer and praise. Don't lose your composure. Pray. Prayer. David was a man of prayer. A man after God's own heart. 
If you're making note, listen to this. Prayer is not a button to be pushed. It's a relationship to be pursued. I'm telling you, you know what? Don't, don't make it, oh, yeah, I've got to push the prayer button now because I'm in trouble. Oh, I've got to press the prayer button now. Listen, no, it's not about that. It's about having this communion with God and praying to God, having this open line to God. And in most situations, there would be times where David would be praying to God. I mean, listen to verse 1 of our text. David gives this account. David is praying this prayer in this part of his life. Listen to what he says. Deliver me from my enemies, oh my God. Defend me from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from the workers of iniquity and save me from bloodthirsty men. For look, they lie in wait for my life. I mean, this is talking about when Saul sent these armies out. They, the mighty gather against me. Not for my transgression, nor for my sin, O oh Lord. They run and prepare themselves through no fault of mine. And I want us to glean some lessons tonight from this particular verse. From this story tonight of what's taking place in David's life. Saul sent his guards to find David, not only to threaten him, but to kill him. I mean, who let the dogs out? Who let the guards out? Saul. Saul let the dogs out. Saul let these guards out to go and seek after David. Can I remind you this morning, Saul is a representation of the devil. John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief has not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. There are times in your life where you might be like David and the enemy is hounding on your life. The devil is attacking you. He's trying to find ways to find you, to seek, to kill you. Saul also represents the world. 1 John chapter 2, verse 16, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. I mean, the God of this world, the devil, has blinded so many people. We were blind, but now we see. We, you know, before we got saved, we were spiritually blind. We had no idea what we were doing in our lives. But because the God of this world, listen to 2 Corinthians 3 verse 4. But even if our gospel is veiled... It is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God, which is a lowercase g, the God of this age, the devil, has blinded. Who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. The devil has sent some dogs out after you. Have you ever been chased by a dog? <laughs> Have you ever, you know, I've been running away from a dog? I remember, right, this is back in my sinner days. You know, we'd, we'd go around and we, we'd go looking for mangoes, right? <laughs> and we'd jump fences to go and grab these mangoes. Some of my brothers, uh, my PNG sisters and brothers would know this. You go around and you're like, hey, there's some nice mangoes. And you'd go and jump the fence and get some of these mangoes. Anyway, this one afternoon, I was like, oh, man, those mangoes look good. This is in Zilmia. And I was like, man, those, bro, you reckon you can get it? And we're like, yeah, sweet. We jumped the fence. And no joke, as soon as I get there, I just hear this. Whoa, man, I start running for my life, man. I'm like, whoo, man, I, I swear the, the black has just left me. I'm like, I'm pale. I'm, 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 I'm out of there, man. I'm gone. And, in all, and, and the thing is this, you know what? They, they, they were there, and the, the people were laughing. Like, ha, ha, ha. They let the dogs out. <laughs> Get him, boy. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> I was like, man, this is a me. I was like, oh, my goodness. And I'm telling you, that is exactly what the devil will do to you. 
you're trespassing in areas you should not go. And it's like, whoa. And then it opens up the door. The devil goes, get him, man. Go get him. The devil has sent the dogs out. And I'm telling you, by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, all these dogs, these demonic dogs have been sent by the devil. I mean, we already know the enemy is real. We know the devil is out there. There is a spiritual demonic dogs ready to feast on our lives. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. I mean, we're talking about spiritual dogs right here. Who let the dogs out? The devil did. Can I also add to that? You're the one that also releases the dogs. You are the one that releases some spiritual dogs in your mind. Where now you've allowed the devil access into the areas that was supposed to be private. You've allowed the devil to come into your mind. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 1 gives us insight. I mean, you can read this whole chapter. It talks about forgiving a brother. And here it is, when we leave this issue of unforgiveness, right? If we don't deal with unforgiveness, there is an open door where the demonic dogs now begin to take advantage of your mind. Listen to verse 11 of that text, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 11. Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant to his devices. This is why unforgiveness and bitterness is such a real issue. That you go along in your life and things and people have hurt you. And listen, if you keep holding on to bitterness, you keep holding on to unforgiveness. What ends up happening is the devil has now taken advantage and now begin to move through your mind. Unforgiveness opens the door to these spiritual dogs. Another one is anger. It opens the door to these dogs. Genesis 4 verse 7. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. I mean, here it is in context. He's talking about Cain and Abel, these two brothers who offered a sacrifice to God. One was accepted. Cain wasn't. And so what ends up happening, Cain gets so jealous. Cain is outraged that he seeks to kill his brother Abel. And God comes in right there in his, in his sulking moment. In his moment says, hey, listen, right here, you should rule over it. Sin lies at the door. Don't open the door to these dogs that will come in and attack your mind. And I'm telling you, if you don't have a handle on your emotions, when people out there in the world, or it could even be something on the inside, please be reminded this morning that don't open the door when it comes to your anger, when it comes to your emotions. Don't allow it to open where the devil would come in and begin to feast in your mind. Ruin your destiny. Ruin your life. There are people in prison, I was thinking about this, who, who have been locked up for, for quite some time because they had no control over their emotions. There are people out there in the prisons, in, in, in even like, you know what, locked up for life because of one little moment where they, they could have just let it handle. All right, I'll deal with this another time. Yet they react and respond out of anger, allowing the devil to take advantage. But here it is, but you should rule over it. That word rule means dominion. You should take dominion over it. 
Listen, this morning, you can take dominion over your thoughts. You can take dominion today to close those doors by simply either one asking for forgiveness and either seeking forgiveness for God, from God. You, you're saying, God, here I am. I, I need to forgive these people. I don't want the devil to take advantage of my life. But listen today, it only comes when you pray. People will always, often in time, pray when they've completely messed up, they've sinned, it's destruction. This is what you would call a reactive prayer life. When everything is, you know what, oh, I, I, I'm not praying yet, uh, you know, things are going well. Oh my goodness, I need it. God, God, I need you, Jesus, I, I promise I'll never do it again, Lord Jesus. And we, we, we're just reactive disciples. We just react when things go out of shape. And I'm telling you, we need to be proactive. David in our text, he's praying, deliver me. God, these things that, that seem to be occurring around me, deliver me, defend me. In other words, he's praying. He's saying, God, I'm not waiting until I'm consumed. I'm not waiting until lust has consumed me. I'm not waiting until anger has got full, you know what, control of my life or I'm weighed down with stress. He's saying, God, I need you right now in my life. That's why prayer is so critical and so important. Don't lose your composure. Pray. Don't lose, you know what, the destiny that God has for your life just because somebody, you know what, offended you. Don't lose your destiny in God because somebody decides to tick you off and begins to bring out the, the bad out of you. You know what, keep your composure only through prayer. David's composure was kept because of his communion with God. Let me make it simple this morning. Now God isn't just a 911 God. He is a one-on-one -on -one God. You know what, he's not, oh, yeah, only when I'm in trouble, Lord Jesus. He, he seeks relationship. This is what prayer is. Prayer is not just a button to be pushed. It's a relationship to be pursued. That you know what, it's, it's not just in my mind, I'm just going to pray because I, it, it's a relationship because I know who God is. I'm communicating with God. There's, there's a different element to my prayer life because it's not religion. That religion is like, oh, yeah, you know what, you, man, relationship is what separates religion. That, you know what, hey, I've got a relationship with Jesus in my life. And so David is praying with this, this heart of prayer where he's like, you know what, I'm communicating with my Savior, with my God. And prayer is the key to capturing these spiritual dogs. Prayer is the key to personal dominion. The Bible tells us to take every thought captive. Say that word with me, captive. To take it captive. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 talks about this. That means that I have the chance to do something about all these thoughts that are not pleasing to God. I have a chance right now to bring them into captivity before they enter into my heart and become part of me. Think about that this morning. I have a chance right now to capture these thoughts of lust. I have the chance right now to capture the thoughts of anger. I have the thoughts right now to capture the thoughts that are beginning to make me anxious before it becomes a part of me. As a man thinks, so is he. Proverbs 23 verse 7. As a man thinks, so is he. So when you're now consumed with lust, it now becomes a part of your life. That now you're just driven now by this emotion of lust. That now you're just driven by this identity of like, man, you know what? He's ticked me off. I'm going to go after him. It's become your identity. When you lose your composure, you lose your destiny. 
Don't allow these spiritual dogs to take dominion over your life. You need to take personal dominion through prayer. David understood this. He wasn't reactive in his prayer life. The only part we see was when he was obviously sitting with Bathsheba. We don't read that David seek to seek the Lord then. We didn't read that David strengthened himself in the Lord then. This is the secret and the success to David's life. David was known for a man after God's own heart. David was known of a man to be so passionately in love with Jesus. But the only time when he had sinned was when he wasn't seeking God through prayer. That is the secret to you and I. The success for every believer isn't in self, but in the Savior. So number one, don't lose your composure. Pray. Number two, don't lose your confidence. Praise. I want to close it up very quickly this morning. They growl like a dog, but I'll sing of your love, but I'll sing of your power. Don't lose your composure, pray. Don't lose your confidence, praise. David did not allow the problems to affect the promise of God. David did not allow the problems to affect the promises of God's power. At the evening they return, they growl like a dog. I mean, you hear these this words and go around the city. They wander up and down for food and howl if they're not satisfied. This is referring to the gods. I mean, they, they, they ain't all happy, man. They, they're ready to go and seek David. David is expressing the gods that are like the dogs. But listen to what David says. But I will sing of your power. In the midst of all the barking and the noise and the chaos, but I will sing of your power. Yes, I will sing aloud of your mercy in the morning. For you have been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. To you, O oh my strength, I will sing praises for God is my defense, my God of mercy. Where is your confidence this morning? Oh, when I get more money, you know what, I'll be sweet. Oh, when I meet Mr. Right, you know, I'll be, I'll, I'm good then. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be good. And my confidence is, you know, in, in my own material things, my money that I make. Where's your confidence today? Because what happens when you lose your job? What happens when your car breaks down? What happens when your health begins to fade away? Where's your confidence Matthew 6, verse 19, Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. These spiritual dogs that try to get in your mind, that try to get in your life, to try and make sure to not put your trust and confidence in God, but to put your confidence in other things. That's what the devil does. But listen to Philippians 1, verse 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Listen this morning. A bird sitting on a tree is never afraid of the branch breaking. Because its confidence is not in the branch, but on its wings. I don't think you heard me this morning. A bird sitting on a tree is never afraid of the branch breaking. Because its confidence, its trust is not in the branches, but its own wings. 
Can I preach this morning? I believe that there is power when it comes to God's presence. I believe there is power when people begin to praise instead of give in to the barking of the dogs. Can I preach this morning? The greatest man who ever lived is who? Jesus Christ. He had no servants, but they called him master. He had no army, but the kings feared him. He had no degree, but they called him teacher. Never went to medical school, but they called him a healer. Come on, son. He won no military battle, but he conquered sin and death. He wore no crown, but people called him a king. He committed no crime, yet they crucified him. Even though they buried him, he is still alive. That's my king. That's your king this morning. His name is Jesus. Come on. Oh, yeah, you can bark all you want, world. You can bark at me, lust, anger. Listen, I'm not going to listen because I'm going to sing of the power that lies in God. My confidence is not in the things that surround me because that will break, that will fail. My trust is in the wings of the almighty God. Abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. Because my confidence lies not in self. My confidence lies not in my surroundings, but in my Savior. Do I have a witness in the building today? Psalm 62, verse 6 through to 8. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. Come on, you got to say in your prayer, in your time of weakness, listen, God, you're my defense. There are times when you're going to go through struggles in life, when money seems to fail, you got to say, God, you're my refuge in time of trouble. Come on, somebody, we need to be men and women that says my confidence is not in self. My confidence is not in the things that surround me. My confidence is in the Savior, Jesus Christ. Come on, let's give God praise today because he is still alive. Verse 7 says, in God my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. Selah means to stop for a second, ponder on who He is. Many times we go through life and it's kind of like all things are surrounding us and we are so basing our faith on what happens instead of who He is. There's no money in the bank. God, where are you? God, I've been, you know what, tithing as a, God, where are you? And so we're, we're, we're circumstantial. We're building our faith on what surrounds us. But here it is. We need to be reminded. Don't lose your composure. Pray to the God who is able to deliver you. Don't lose your confidence. Praise because the power comes from the Savior. He has the power to defeat your enemies. It says, I will sing, watch this, of your power. Yes, I will sing aloud of your mercy. He's saying, God, it's only through your mercy that I have access to such power. God, I'm so privileged that I could ever be a part of your kingdom because it's not of me. It's not of works should any man boast. It's like, you know what, God, I thank God for your mercy. That it's through your power that you're able to. To deliver me. I don't know about you, but before I got saved, these dogs ruined my life. I mean, these dogs, ruined, I, I allowed these dogs to run free in my mind, to defeat me. You know what? And many times, this is where people lose it. They become anxious. Uh, they, they allow this anxiety to take place in their mind. They allow all these wicked thoughts, these toxic emotions to find root in our lives. And I'm telling you, that's where depression begins and that's where suicidal comes from. Because people have chosen or they, they don't know how to deal with spiritual dogs that are just roaming around, killing 
people. And it starts in our minds. That's why we need Romans 12 verse 2. Be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed. There is power through Jesus. He wants to transform the way you think. Don't think like the world is what the Bible is talking about. Don't be conformed to the patterns of the world, how you used to think like. All your coping mechanisms, when you get depressed, oh, I'm just going to go to the pub and find a drink. Oh, when I get sad, I'm just going to go and take, you know what, go, go to a nightclub and pick up someone. It's all our coping mechanisms. That's how we used to think. And the Bible says, do not be conformed to the world. It's saying, don't be conformed to that kind of pattern thinking. But be transformed by the renewing. How do you renew it? It comes through prayer. It comes through the reading of God's word. We went through today, our first Bible study this morning, Adult Bible Hour. I want to encourage you guys to come out next week, 9.30 in the morning. We're talking about the parable of the sower. Talking about how there's power in the seed, the secret of the seed. And I'm telling you, there is power when it comes through God's word, when it begins to transform our minds. It begins to renew our minds. And I'm telling you, the only transformation that can take place is when we allow that word to be planted on the soil of our hearts. And we need to cultivate our hearts. We need to fertilize the soil in our lives and say, God, I want your word to find room in my life so that way that seed can flourish and grow. If you want to bear the fruits, listen this morning, it starts with the seed. It starts with the word. Don't allow these dogs to run rampant in your life. Take dominion this morning. Don't lose your composure. Pray. Don't lose your confidence. Praise. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Very simple message today. Just to remind us today, you know what? God has all the power. Our job is not to worry, but worship. I will sing of your power. I will sing aloud. Saying, you know, I want everyone to know of your mercy. You have been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. To you, all my strength, amen, your strength, your confidence, to you, God is our strength. I will sing praises, for God is my defense, my God of mercy. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to give a very simple invitation today. Maybe you're here this morning and you're not saved. You're not right with the Lord. God loves you. I want to tell you, my friend, my brother, my sister, God loves you. God loves you that He sent His only Son his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins and my sins. And Jesus paid the price that he died. And the blood of Jesus Christ was able to now cleanse us from all of our sins. You see, the reason why I said that is because God does not allow. God is a holy God. He is a just God. He doesn't allow sin in the heavens. And when you and I die, listen, we will face God on judgment day. And there will come a point right there and then where Jesus will begin to bring a judgment that every word, every idle word spoken will be coming to account. Everything that you said, everything that you've done will be coming to an account. If that's you this morning, you know, you know what, man? I know I'm not right. Because the Bible says that every sinner, every fornicator, every liar, every thief, every homosexual will not inherit the kingdom. My brother, my sister, sin is not allowed in the heaven. 
Jesus paid the price. But you have to make a decision this morning to say, you know what, I'm going to accept Christ in my life. I'm going to accept His forgiveness. If you want to be forgiven of your sins today, you say, yep, that's me. I want you to do one simple thing. You raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. Lift it up. No one looking around. This is between you and God. You're unsaved or you're backslidden. You're not right with the Lord. Every head is bowed. Every eye is closed. God is speaking to you. God loves you this morning. Lift it up. No one looking around. You're not saved. You want to give your heart. Amen. God bless you. I see that hand. Anyone else? You're not saved. Join us on his heart. Maybe you once had a relationship with Jesus, but you've gone away. You've done your own thing. If that's you, once you raise your hand as well, say, yes, that's me. God loves you. He wants to forgive you. Listen, you must be born again. You've got to be saved. Don't leave it until it's too late. Hell is filled with people singing their shoulda, woulda, couldas. I should have done it then. I, I would have done it then. I, I could have. Listen, do it now. God loves you and He's, He's reaching out to you. He's, he's wanting you to, to respond. If that's you this morning, you feel the tug of the Holy Ghost upon your life to respond. You raise your hand and say, yep, that's me. Amen. God bless you. I see that hand. Anyone else? God loves you. You want to raise your hand with mine and, and these others and say, yes, that's me as well. I want to be saved. Please, would you pray for me? Would, if that's you, lift your hand and say, yes, uh, that's me. I'll see it and I'll count it a privilege to pray with you. Lift it up this morning. Lift it up. Say, yep, that's me. God bless. God bless. Anyone else? I see these hands. Anyone else? want to join his honest hearts. Say, yes, that's me. I want to give my life to Christ. Amen. Amen. My sisters, you raise your hand. Won't you come? Come out of your seat. Come. Come join me at this altar right here. I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask God into our lives this morning. And the transformation of Jesus would begin to take place in and through our lives. God, I thank you for these precious souls, Lord God, ready to give their lives to you. If you didn't give your life to Christ, but you wanted to, why don't you come out of your seat right now and join us as we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Just repeat this prayer after me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you died for me. And I'm asking that you would wash me from my sins. Remove the guilt, the shame, and the pain. I'm asking that you would transform me. I thank you that you rose again. And that power that raised you from the dead to live within me. From this day forward, be my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You can find a place to pray this altar. Turning to the church. Beloved, this morning, has the dogs ruined your life? Taken advantage in your mind? Why don't you come and find a place to pray this altar? Maybe you've lost your composure. It's okay. Come back to the altar. Let's let's make a commitment. that You know what? I'm, I'm going to, from this day forward, I'm not going to allow the dogs to to bark and, and, and move me, shake me, because I'm telling you, that's when we allow the devil into our minds to ruin us. Don't lose your composure. It's done through prayer, done through communion with Jesus. Secondly, don't lose your confidence. Life is tough. Yes, we get it. Join the club. But don't lose your confidence in who He is. He's the God. He's the God that gives you the strength. He is the God 
of your defense. He is the God that will bring deliverance. God, remind us as a church. God, remind us. Even forgive us, Lord God, for not trusting in you at times. God, forgive us for not hearing your voice at times. God, we've got even myself losing confidence, trying to do things in my own strength. Forgive me, God. God, I'm reminded through your word, Jesus, that you alone are my defense, that you alone are my deliverer. Therefore, I will sing of your power and I will sing aloud of your mercy. I won't worry, I'll worship. In the midst of pain, God, I'll give you the glory. Though he slay me, yet I will praise him. Come on, church, let's pray this morning. Let's turn this uh, service into a prayer meeting right now. Let's ask revival. God, revive us here at this altar. We rebuke every demonic dog that hounds and howls. God, we bring it into captivity right now, into submission, into the obedience of your word. God, I'm asking right now, God, that you help every individual. God, to take dominion, God, even in their emotions. God, to take dominion, Lord God, in their personal lives. I'm praying, God, that you help us. God, begin to implement this word, Lord God, that we would be a people of prayer, that we would be a people of praise. God, that we would not lose confidence, that we would not lose, God, our composure and respond in like the world. But God, that we would have full confidence in He that has begun a good work. Not in our own self, Lord God. The race is not to the swift nor to the strong. Lord God, so we de depend on You, Jesus. God, we depend on Your Word. We depend on You, God. You are, Lord God, the rewarder to those who diligently seek You. Jesus, I'm praying, God, that You would raise up an army of believers. God, you said in your word, the fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. God, teach us to be righteous. Lord God, that we would indeed be holy and separate. Lord God, that we would see the prayers come to pass. The prayers of the saints of old. God, there are people, Lord God, God, years and years ago, 50 years ago, that have been praying for this city of Bean Lee. God, there are old saints, Lord God, that are even in the grave. God, that must be in heaven looking down, thinking, you know what, it was their prayers. I pray, God, let us be a church, God, that would never forget the power of prayer. Oh, God, that we would lay hold of you, Jesus. Not in times, Lord God, of trouble. Not in reactive, Lord God, but in a proactive. God, that we would be people of communion. God, that we would be at your feet to surrender. God, to trust in you, Jesus. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We give you praise. We give you glory. Amen. You keep praying, church. Keep praying. Stay at the altar. Stay in His presence. God wants to transform and renew you. Stay at the altar as long as you need. Rere rebe si talaba masu.